Hello, Mac fans around the world, and those that aren't fans yet, and welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom Zeta, the podcast where your two largely inept but prone to love co-hosts Fuzzy, that'd be me, and Chris watch, summarize, critique, and make fun of the entirety of the Gundam franchise from beginning to end. This is episode 49, and we'll be talking about episode 4 of Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, Emma's Decision, in which almost nothing funny happens. Come have a pure time and believe in the sign of Zeta. I kind of want to just get into it, actually. Can we? <laughs> Is that allowed? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Hello, and welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom. Uh, holy shit. This is a, this is an episode. This is an episode. <laughs> we I, are going warning... have to make some stuff funny. Yeah, heads up, this is not going to be a funny episode. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, this is going to be actually, I- I'm going to have a lot of fun this episode. I don't know how much quality content will come out of it, but I'm going to have fun. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this, 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 there's, um. There's a you lot. You know how. You know how, like, in this show about Gundams, there's emotional stuff, mm-hmm. and then there's Gundam fights? What about, what, did, what do you guys think about emotional, emotional Gundam, Gundam fights? fights? <laughs> I, I have a feeling that's exactly how the writer's room looked, where Tomino-sensei was just looking around, took a long drag off a cigarette, and went, what if emotional mech fights? And just everyone started clapping and standing. Uh, anyway, I'm imagining that's what happened, at least. Yeah. Uh, I. There were multiple times in the middle of this episode where I'm like, "Oh, something's gonna happen," and then it didn't, and it made it worse. And I was like, "Oh, oh no." Oh no! I'm hype. Emma's decision. Emma's decision. I also just watched this episode. I usually watch the episode the night before, uh, but I didn't get around to it because we were busy with other things. So I watched it this morning. So it's real fresh. Yeah, I also didn't. I didn't get two watches on this one either. because last night I was also just super tired, and I also usually do the same thing, where I watch it once the night before for funsies, and then I wake up, watch it again, and write the summary. So I get yeah. two run-throughs. I did not get two run-throughs. <laughs> I have not slept on this episode. All of your emotions are raw. Very. <laughs> so, one thing before we move past the OP, however, uh, I did just notice that there are three Titan suits shown there. There's the Gabaldi, the Hyzak, but then there's a boy between them, betwixt huh? them in the in the opening. And I'm like, who uh-huh. who are you? When are you going to show up? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hey, fun, funny <laughs> seeing you in these parts. Come here often. Come here often. <laughs> I sure hope so. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. also, I'm very determined to get good enough at this song to karaoke. Uh, <laughs> good luck. And Godspeed. 
So yeah. Emma's decision. We will make you do it on air, though. I'm terrified. Uh, remember how last time we had a breakdown because Camille's mom fucking died? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're back to exactly that moment. Yeah. Uh, like literally, him him being a, a slobbery, snot filled cry monster. He, he li- we literally cut to the start of him breaking down again, and then he breaks yeah. down again. Uh, to quote a JoJo Part Four OP, "Break down, break down." <laughs> uh, I'll send that to you after this, so you understand okay. this reference. Uh, <laughs> thank you. No problem. So. We cut over to the Argama, where everyone just watched, like, on the bridge. Everyone just saw what happened and is in stunned silence. Uh, and Emma goes, fuck, and books it. Like, immediately she sees this happen on the bridge of the Argama and is running out the door. Yeah. Uh, uh off screen, someone else is running out the door, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blex noticeably also says, let her go. Just let it happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, they, they were like, hey, she's leaving in unit th- three? I can't remember what unit she's in. Uh, she's in uh, unit two. Uh, Camille two. is in unit three. Okay. Uh, and they're like, yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> don't, which, the, a lot of really interesting things happen in this episode because you don't learn it until, like, pretty deep in but everyone you think is playing eighth dimensional hyper chess is not playing eighth nope. dimensional hyper chess just guessing uh just guessing <laughs> but it turns out being kind of psychic really helps you play eighth dimensional hyper chess <laughs> <laughs> excuse me it's still that time of the season so i'm still dying um mm. Every time I laugh. Camille, meanwhile, out in space, um... Loses fucking mind? Does what you would kind of anticipate. No, no, no. I'm not judging him. Yeah, yeah. But he definitely... Loses it. Yeah. He's got... He's gotten mid... Mid first season of 0079 Amuro Ray right now. In episode four. So, this keeps coming back to this, and we keep saying it, and I'm fascinated by it. Because in the first, like, four or five episodes, we're doing everything the first 25 of episodes of Gundam did. Yeah. Like, all of this growth took 0079... 25 episodes to do in Amuro, Mm -hmm. which, admittedly, it was a very differently paced show as well. Yeah. They were much more strict on the, uh, kind of like on on and off of the show, of mech fight, not mech fight. Yeah. This one's playing much more loose with it, to its benefit for sure. Yeah. This so, shit is tight. I love it. We we find out Camille. I, I don't know if, when we determine it, but but Camille doesn't have it, the the only gun Camille has is the he, the head Vulcans, which I think we knew that because when they like they they weren't set up for fights to begin with. Yeah. Uh, Camille does just fucking book it immediately. 
Yeah, just rockets towards this Isaac. Yeah. Uh, With Jared I can't remember, in it, I remind you. I can't, I can't remember if Jared... Oh yeah, Jared tries to shoot him and runs out of ammo, which is fucked up because all he did was shoot the fucking pod. Mm-hmm. How little ammo came with that Isaac? I do not know. Um, either way, Camille is determined to fucking kill Jared, and like, yeah. I know we use that term as like a funny haha sometimes. No, 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 Camille, one hundo is trying to kill to death a man. Trying to to beat a man in a mech to death. (laughs) Like, he is going full space guts right now. Like, he is berserker armor on, ready to murder. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Emma, and and we find out, we also find out that uh, Quattro has... uh, like launch we see we see, oh we see a really cool i think is this where we see the really cool no yeah, that's well, later i'm thinking of later I, quattro does jump in the ds and we get a cool shot of it just taking off i don't know okay if so this is where we get the countdown lights on the deck and everything no no that is later you're that's right later okay it, th- uh, this is just uh quattro fucking immediately hops in and goes uh shortly yeah. after emma also does the same thing so uh, but both of them are like camille camille please don't do a murder <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it ends up both of them physically grabbing Camille's yeah. uh, Gundam. In and... like a chill the fuck out hug mm-hmm. puddle. Mm-hmm. That's a little later though, isn't it? There is more of that uh, in a second, yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Rila is wondering why there is Hyzax here, because the... You mean, you mean Lila? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Lila is wondering why there's Hyzax present, because the Ayug does not have Hyzax. Which means she doesn't even know the Titans are supposed to be here. Yeah, they have to. They have to. She's like, fucking tell me if they have Isaac. Tell me if the AU has Isaac or not, you fucks. And they're like, we don't think they do. She's like, tell me. What the fuck do you mean you don't think? <laughs> like, no, they don't. We're 100% sure. She's like, okay, fine. Jesus. Why because did, I won't murder them. Why didn't you say that first? <laughs> so. Either way, she isn't aware that the Titans are here, at least not at the start of this. Uh, Quattro comes in and is like, hey, uh, generally keeps her occupied for a second as Emma tries to kind of defuse the situation and physically separate Unit 3 from the Hyzak Jared is in. Mm-hmm. We also get uh, some pretty sick animation of Jared mm-hmm. and Camille punching the shit out of each other. Uh-huh. It's, strictly speaking... Mobile suit martial arts. No. Bam. Podcast over. I mean, strictly speaking. Yeah, well, fuck off. (laughs) I'm just saying, by the letter of the law. It's fucking great. Uh, So at one point, um, Camille gets behind Jared's Isaac and grabs it by one of its little shoulder bits. Yeah. And then just starts fucking wailing on the head it, it, of this fucking Isaac. Like, you know the little parts where on the Gundam the beam sabers come out of? He he yeah. grabs one of those and is just using it as a fucking handlebar to hammer fist the Isaac over the back of the head. It's... It, and it's animated... Like we talk about this, how how they they a lot uh, sometimes will animate these Gundams as kind of people, people rather than machines. Move, yeah, people moving yeah. as giant machines as opposed to giant machines. Yeah, um, and and you, you get that feeling. You like you feel 
Like, this isn't, like, bing, bong. It's just, like, thud, crunk. Yeah. Like, just beating the fuck out of this guy's head. This is two felt- dudes beating the shit out of each other. Uh, yeah. Which, hey, that's some good animation, if you made me think that, with two giant hunks of metal. That's that's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Camille is like, tell me why you murdered my mother, you fuck. Because now that they're touching, yeah. they can talk. Yep. Um... Uh, which is something which is, they're very... I noticed this episode, they've been very careful to make sure yep. it stays that way, which... Yep. Mm, mm, continuity. Yep, mm. Very good. Uh, Delicious. And this is... While Jared is getting the shit beat out of him, he's like, I recognize that voice. That's the boy with the girl's name. That's the boy <laughs> with the girl's Jared. name. Jared, you killed his mom. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> Jared! Jared, now is not the fucking time! Man, fuck this kid whose mom I just killed. Maybe focus on the second half of that! Also, the flashback he has isn't making fun of Camille's name. The flashback he has is Camille punching him in his fucking gourd. To be fair, if if I were to recall something about a fella... I would recall yeah, him we- punching me in the fucking gob a lot better than whatever I said to him earlier. And my, then my, the, my, the, the, the line wouldn't be, that's the guy with the girl's name. And the line would be, that's the guy who socked me in my goddamn schnoz. Yeah, he kind of should have. <laughs> he was kind of thinking about the wrong thing. But this is a good <laughs> chance to remind everyone that all of the events for the next 50 <laughs> episodes, for the next, or excuse me, at this stage, 46-ish episodes, is because Jared called Camille a girl's name. That all of the... <sighs> The plot fundamentally comes down to one dipshit mistake. This is the fucking worst. <laughs> I fucking love it because, like, I... it's the kind of shit that makes me remember World War One and the fact that that guy fucked up assassinating Archduke Franz Ferdinand four yeah. times. Yeah. Like, and then accidentally got it right, right? Yeah, and then accidentally got it right, and, that, like, and that's how World near War... him or something. Yeah, that's how World War One started. A yeah. fuck up. Uh, in Ugh. a list of fuck-ups. My point is... This show is, is fucked, the world is fucked, everything's fucked. That is my point, yeah. Uh, you got <laughs> it on the head. So, uh, Camille eventually stumbles across the weapon switch button, it's typically Y on your controller, and <laughs> draws his beam saber, and the music gets real intense because it is like a... He can now murder. Yeah, there's there, there's a real knife in play, right? Yeah, someone just pulled a fucking weapon. Yeah. Just, like, this was a nice, this is a bar fight about, you know, granted someone murdering someone's mom, but still like a brawl. Yeah. And now someone just pulled out a uh, fucking laser sword. Yeah. Uh, Lila calls, uh, calls Emma, and Emma uh, gives her the appropriate information and also says to get the fuck out of here. Uh... We're also, you know, carefully maintaining that direct physical contact shit, which I also realized at this stage in the episode, hey, remember that one of the themes of Gundam is that human communication is imperfect, and thus you have to get, to get close to someone truly, you have to do some bullshit? So, by having to do some bullshit with your giant robots, which should have radios on them, well, they they do. They, they I, have like an explanation. People, yeah. But this is I, I, it's very much one of those like 
Quiet is not naked in Metal Gear Solid because she needs to breathe through her skin. She breathes through her skin because they wanted her to be naked in Metal Gear Solid. You know, it's that thing. Right. Yeah. S- same shit here, right? I think. Except, uh, except less gross. <laughs> different theme, different yeah. end theme, but same, uh, lo- same logic. Rationale. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know yeah, why that's really the one cool. that came to mind, but it's the first one that came no, to mind because it's it's very obvious, <laughs> yes. right? <laughs> this one's a little more subtle, but I agree that uh, like we had a whole we had a whole forty six episodes of yeah. or however many episodes of Double O Seventy Nine where they could just radio people, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're like, well, "What if we make them touch?" <laughs> I, yeah, what if we just made we made them touch? Just a little touch. I um, don't know enough songs about the touch, but I can tell there is one trying to get out, but I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I know I didn't make up whatever song I'm thinking of, but it's in there somewhere. So, <laughs> my calls to music aside, uh, shit, I lost my space. There we go. Uh, thank you. So, Tomino, smart man. Meanwhile, Quattro tells Blex that we are fucking outnumbered to shit and Camille has gone crazy. Yeah. Quattro also suggests that we do what Basque asked and give him the Gundam and Camille. Everyone's a little trepidatious on that, especially mm-hmm. Blex, but Quattro maintains that he's almost positive. That Emma Sheen does not want to fight. Right. There was also some earlier new type swooshing when they encountered each other, which, you know, magic empathy. Uh, Yeah, so this episode, I I don't know when the best place to talk about this is, but I think now is is as good a place as any. this This is the first episode where it's finally like, I'm... It... If if Quattro Bedina is Char, mm-hmm. he's had some major character development since 0079. Well, you gotta th- you gotta keep in mind, right? So uh, the only hero from our past that we have that we know we've seen, right, is mm-hmm. Bright. Right. Yeah. Now, granted, is fucking Char. Like, come on, <laughs> uh. Come on. Uh, <laughs> but the thing, but is, the thing is, he seems to have so much more um, understanding about the way things... like, And that maybe he's he's gotten better at um, new type bullshit. But he just, he just seems to have his shit together more than I expect. I want Char... Char to me is always like kind of a garbage man. Right. He is a bit of a hot mess. Yeah. Um... And and the, and Quattro seems like so far like one of the more rational people in this fucking show. I think this is a case of the role again, right? Of what the narrative is asking of us compared to the guy we know. Yeah, because you're right. The Char as Nable we know and love is a trash garbage man. Who's trying to get revenge. He's very good at what he does, but his path was so singular that he kind of goofed it in the middle, you know? Yeah. So he became a garbage man determined to do whatever. 
He yeah. got that. Yeah. He completed that task at the end of 0079. Mm-hmm. All of the zombies are very dead. <laughs> Profoundly so, I might add. Yeah. Uh, Stoops, dead. We made very sure of that at the end. Mm-hmm. Which I also just realized. Kaecilia dying made very sure that you know the zombies are D-E-D dead. Yeah. So... Where does that leave Chara's navel? Well, he's a commander without an army, a traitor to his old forces, and an enemy... Traitor to literally everyone, honestly. Yes! A traitor to everything he has ever done. Yeah. Because he got what he wanted. So now that he's left a traitor to everything, a masked man... With who's only known combat and fighting, where do you go? Well, he's had five-ish, four or five years to think it out since we're in 0083. So four total years since Mm. 8081, So I, I, I think that, yes, he has had a lot of character development, and I think we'll explore that throughout because the read i'm getting thematically from this is char isn't going to be an antagonist he's going to be a deuteragonist our our secondary protagonist and probably a mentor for camille yeah Yeah. which yeah i guess it's just it's just hard for me to like it it was i did have a moment in this one where i'm like like okay, so you can read all this as Char be still being self-serving. He just understands things more and play, is playing a longer game. Well, but he seems to kind of give a fuck about other people. He does seem to give a fuck, which is real. It, it's interesting because I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the words here of like, the guy we're being presented, Quattro Bagina, right? The, right. This fella, he's. He's got the cool, right? He's he right. wears no sleeves. He's got sunglasses on all the fucking time. <laughs> he's got this cool, collected voice that is a little bit snide, but speaks with experience. There's there's so much going on about this guy. But you and I, pretty sure that he's Char, see past a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. into the guy we knew. But we also, because of that, see a path forward for him mm-hmm. and ways that can get fuckled with and, and, and changed. And I think, and remember, I also have the... Comp- One thing that you and I sort of have is the fact that we know eventually there's a Char's counterattack, you know? Like, right. that, that, that's something we know is on the horizon. However, ostensibly. people keep saying the word Char clone to me. Well, that... <laughs> and some... Sometimes I think that's literal, like maybe maybe Quattro's a clone? I don't know. I'm so confused. I, I will I will tell you, out of kayfabe here, Char clone just because Gundam goes to other universes, right? Uh-huh. Of unrelated plot lines. So this is a th- when people say Char clones, they mean the thematic the, Char clone. Yes. Like, yes. This is the person fit p- being Char. Yes. Okay. Like All right. f- functionally speaking, in a lot of ways. Jared is a char clone right now. Functionally. 
but not all the way because this this one we have two char clones char and jared jared fulfilling our antagonist aspects char being his fucking self i think i think before i made jared the char clone i would make lila the char clone really i would as the antagonist because she's hyper she's very effective She's aggressive. She is reading too much to me as an arc villain right now that I don't think she's going to be alive at the end of next episode. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> or, or the one after that. Like, well, we'll see, I guess. That's, that's what I'm calling? I, I just... Aim for the fences. Y- yeah, I'm, I just... I don't think she's gonna live much longer, which is a shame, <laughs> but I just... I, I'll I'll be a, a little annoyed at that. I think really? we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how they handle it. He, but she just reads very much like an arc villain right now. But more so, I'll admit her boss, the the boss guy, yeah. is in much more danger of dying imminently. Yes. Uh, see, I, my thing is, I really want they. We have an established uh, major villain mm-hmm. who's a, a woman and a mech pilot, and I don't. I would like to see her get the treatment char got last season that i uh, i will tell you we do get plenty of lady mech pilots in okay. later parts of uc i do know that offhand all right so um, you will you will get get your salary i can't promise it'll be this year but... <laughs> all right that's the so that's the char corner yes of this episode so that's the char coming corner. back to it uh, the, the captain is also like, yeah, I don't think Emma wants to do murders either. Yeah. Uh, so, and then Blex Quattro like, sends the retreat signal. Yeah. Sig- signal. It's, it's the little finger thingy, which, yeah. man, I fucking love those Diaz hands. Yeah. Instead of, instead of like jizz this time, it's flares. Yes. Um, but also notice it was a different, uh, finger too. So yeah, Camille is ignoring that retreat signal. Also, it's the same retreat signal for yellow flares. Mm-hmm. So that's universal. That's neat. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. So Camille is bodily hauled back to the enemy forces. Yeah. They. Um. Well, something much more interesting happens before that. And I know we spent a lot of time in the char corner, but I need to keep it slow for this moment because something happens in a Gundam show that I did not anticipate in the second (laughs) chronological Gundam show because I've spent a lot of time watching Gundam and I'm very used to hot-headed idiots doing hot-headed idiot things and fucking up really badly. So watching two cool-headed not-idiots mm-hmm, physically mm-hmm. restrain a hot-headed idiot, <laughs> open his cockpit, and go, hey. hey. You need to chill, buddy. And, and the thing is, like, I like, Emma and Quattro are both, like, they know, like, they, they had a weird, like, um, ceasefire mm-hmm. with each other. But they are, like, ostensibly enemies in this moment still. Uh, but both of them are like, oh, let's go talk to this kid whose mom just died. They, they really both do. Yeah. They both seem to have... 
Like they're all they're both very much like, okay, this is a bad thing for one. We don't need to start a, a firefight right now. But also they seem to like kind of give a shit about like they seem to like oh fuck, this kid's mom just died. <laughs> like Yeah. Let's see if we can help him. <laughs> and I do think I, I just this is a, they don't make any show of this, but I do think like Char his being a super empath helps a lot here. Um, yeah. We aren't sure if Emma is, or even that it matters necessarily. No, Emma. We, we, the thing, the thing, the main thing we learn about this too. Uh, Camille's dad's a piece of shit, and I hate him. Yes. And two, uh, Emma has very str- a very strong moral compass that she follows. Mm-hmm. Which, thank God, I was worried there for a hot minute. <laughs> All right, so. Emma and Char literally, uh, Quattro, literally get out. I've been getting messages from people who really want me to just sandbag the, it's it's Quattro Bagina, what are you talking about? Like, I can't. Uh, It's fucking Char. It's fucking Char. (laughs) So, uh, memes aside, Quattro uh, tells Emma straight up to like, hey, shut up, you're making him mad. And they both get out of their mechs and, like, restrain Unit 3. They also mm-hmm. punch and push Jared away, Quattro yeah. giving him a, if you fucking do that shit again, I'm gonna personally put you in fucking jail. Never, you bitch ass! And then he fucking goes over and talks to Camille, which... yeah, I'm not gonna lie, if a dude in a bright red mobile suit hacks my comms and goes hey chuckle fuck I'm gonna listen I, I'd be aware, I'd be culturally aware enough to be like I don't know if that's the red comic I don't want to take the chance mm-hmm. uh, this has the added effect of since since they are like I think um, uh, uh, Emma's mech is in front of Camille's cause, yeah because he tried to kick, kick her away at one point uh-huh. and, and Char's is behind him kind of making like a safety sandwich yep just, like we we know that the AU aren't planning on opening fire, but if they were, like neither side can safely fire on Camille right now. Yep. Without taking out someone on their side. Yep. Uh, which I think was very cool. This is just what? a very cool. This is a very good empathetic ep- scene. The, there's a lot about this episode that does so much fucking character work. Yeah. That it's. Honestly, really impressive. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to. This is a good episode of television. Yeah, like not of Gundam, not of dramas, not of animation. This is a good episode of TV. Yeah. That go watch episode four of Gun of Gundam Zeta. It's really good. Yeah. So that it doesn't require a bunch of like precursor knowledge either. You could drop mm-hmm. someone into this one, yeah, and get this the could gist. Be, yeah, I think. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I, I'm stretching for the sake of my argument that this is a good episode. Don't get me wrong. It is a very good episode. It's a good episode. Uh, so Camille gets dragged into custody, as Chris mentioned yeah. earlier. Literally dragged. Mm-hmm. Uh. Lila also watches from afar and is kind of sus about what's happening. She, like, yeah. it's pretty clear she isn't, she A, doesn't know fully what's happening, and B, yeah. isn't sure how to feel also, about it. Just for, for my clarification, because I feel like I've missed something. 
Lila is is just Federation Space Forces, right? Yes. She's not a Titan. She is not a Titan. She is a re- she is a regular ESF or EF Earth Federation Space Force. Yes, EFSF soldier. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, yeah, Emma and Basque and all the guys in gamer colors are the Titans. <laughs> right. Okay. And apparently they're so black ops that you can be a normal Fetty officer and just never hear that they're fucking supposed to be here. Yeah. Big Or yikes. that they, like, are, yeah, it's very strange. Uh, I can't wait for, because this, this does mean that Bright and Lila are in the same arm? Yes. Ostensibly. Uh, and I, and, and that's interesting to me. Uh, because we've had, like, right, we had a divide where, like, Bright's still a good guy. And he's Earth, he's Earth Federation. Mm-hmm. And then the Titans are technically supposed to be on his side, but they're the bad guys. And then we've got, in the middle, we've got Lila and her commanding officer, who are space uh, Earth Federation Space Forces, but are also bad guys. Yep. So, so I, I do think this is one of... This, Zeta in particular, also does an interesting thing for the UC timeline in that it very much grabs the whole thing by the balls and tells Mm -hmm. you the Fetties may have won the war, that does not mean they were good wholesale. Everyone can be bad. Yeah, so that's the thing is, like, as, as it stands... There are no hard lines mm. uh, on good and bad in any of the groups. So we've got Emma and the Titans, who's obviously a good person, but is a Titan, mm. uh, who are obviously evil. We've got Bright, who's obviously a good person, but is with the Earth Federation, who are kind of being shitty. And then we've got Char, who's with the Aug, and the Aug are supposed to be the good guys, but we know Char has done some fucked up shit. We also, you know, the first thing we start learning about the Aug is them performing a clandestine operation. Of yeah. terrorism, like that okay, is look, espionage I and terror. Final Fantasy Seven, so eco terrorists are right up my alley. There is that. Um, <laughs> also, you said eco terrorists, and I'd like you to put that one in the back pocket because we're oh, gonna God, come my back. back to... Is so fucking full. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, remember, you also we finished a series, so we, we could kind of go through and take out a few of those cards from your wallet. Your wallet's condensed a little bit but it's still definitely over full do not misunderstand me okay <laughs> so um the AU members return to the argama uh and, and blex is like um what did he say he's he's like uh, oh right he, may, they may let them turn camille's dad to the aug yeah he's pretty cold and calculating yeah. on this one which is interesting uh and he goes he does say, okay, so this is troubling, but this mom dying, not so bad, we might be able to turn Franklin now. They also mm-hmm. don't really mention Camille, because no. Camille's not a wartime asset right now. Yeah, they're still, they're still kind of rightfully so treating him like a child. It, it's It's entirely fair, and I don't begrudge them for it. Though mm-hmm. it is pretty clear that, like, just based on them being empathetic people and repeatedly showing us that they're empathetic people, it, mm-hmm. it's pretty clear, or at least it seems like it's trying to show us that they're practical but not unfeeling. Meanwhile, Basque is meant to be uh, 
unfeelingly <laughs> practical. Like, yeah. completely unfeelingly practical. But we all, as as people, know that Camille's dad is a piece of shit and is not going to help them at all. There is that. Uh, uh, yeah, this is also, to me, a big, like, raising the death flag for Camille's dad. Like, I don't yeah. think that guy's making it the next few episodes either. <laughs> orphans! Nope. So- orphans! <laughs> Wartime orphans! Wartime <laughs> orphans! So, uh... Qu- Quattro is like... Let's make some orphans over there. Oh no! Yes, is a hundred percent sure that Emma's not staying with the 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 Titans anymore. Yeah, he he's. They ask him repeatedly too, like, "Are you sure about her?" And he's like, "I'm, I am ninety nine point nine. Like, they're also the captain is also like obsessed with like, hey, hey, Char, is this person a a new type? And Char is like always like, I don't fucking know. hope this is a recurring <laughs> meme and I hope I hope it gets bad enough that like by episode 25 the captain meets a new person and just goes eh? and Quattro's just like please shut the fuck up I'm Char- begging you him. I don't know I have told you so many times that's not the kind of psychic I am but I am waiting for the day where Char gets, like, a second awakening and can tell, like, uh, not Layla, Lala, uh, like, Lala and Amuro almost can, and just, like, just have him actually be like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I know that's a new type, but I'm not, I can't, I can't just tell him, I can't tell him, because then he'll never let it go. (laughs) It's the point of the matter, I'm a principled man. I have to carry the secret with me to my fucking grave <laughs> that uh, I knew. Uh, yeah, so we're all pretty sure Emma's gonna ollie out. Meanwhile, yeah. back on uh, the Alexandria, as I learned later in the episode, Basque's ship is called. By the way, the evil Argama is called the Alexandria, which is also an A name. Which, therefore, it's the evil Argama. So the Nega Argama uh, has Basque on it still, and Emma, and we he is ominous and evil, and I forget, honestly, what he said, but I remember it was evil. Uh, it's ominous and evil, yeah. Uh, Basque is pretty open- mustache twirly. Like, I'm not... Yeah, for a guy with no mustache. Yeah, for a guy with no mustache, he has been curling that mustache. Yeah. Uh, the mustache is his goggles. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't like that one bit, but I'm intrigued. Uh, so, Camille is non-responsive in, in the Mark II, and they have to break the lock to get him out. Yeah. Um, and he, he's even got, like, the sun shield down. Like, he's, yeah. he's like, all of you just don't fucking talk to me. And it... it, yeah. it also, earlier, even though he put the sunshield down, we got, like, a little shot where we could see a tear come to his eye and float upwards. Like, he is still very much mid-breakdown. Which, fair, his mom died ten minutes ago. Yeah, and, like, he, he was... The catharsis he was looking for was denied him. Yeah. And, and not only that, now he is on his ship with the people who have murdered his mother. Who very much killed his mom. Yeah. So, and the first person he sees when he gets out, it, well, well, after Emma. Yeah, first it's Emma him. who slaps him. Yes, uh, because he's <laughs> non. Feels a little unfair, but 
she does. I think she does say something like, "Hey, you need to snap out of this, or they'll kill you," or something like that. I can't remember. It, it's it's still like it's funny because Emma's slap even contextually reads as snap out of it, please. Yeah, wake up. <laughs> like I don't know what else to do. I know you're grieving. I get it. Also, I, enemy I, I, base. In in retrospect. I, I think Emma's gears are already turning, and she knows she's going to escape. Um, because I feel like if she didn't already know that, uh, Quattro might wouldn't have been able to pick up on it. Yeah. Um, and, and I imagine she's already assuming she's going to take uh, Camille and, and his dad with her. I, and he needs, he needs her to, she needs him to have his shit together. I do agree with you. Uh, I think that this seedling is so freshly germinating that she's not even aware it's it's growing and that we're going to har- harvest by the end of the episode. Um, but I do agree. Um, I think the moment where she actually comes to the conclusion she sees the, it come out of the ground is on the bridge in a couple of scenes. Yeah. But I do agree with you. Okay. Uh, so, oh, that okay. This next part's really fucking rough, actually. Uh huh. So Emma slaps him because we didn't see this. This hints at something we didn't actually see. Yeah. Uh, which is devastating. Very. So he, Emma is like triple checking with Camille. Like you didn't see a hologram. That was a person. And he's like, yeah. and he says, yes, if you don't believe me, check the Gundam's fingers and you'll find the evidence you need. They don't, they don't show anything red. It just looks like scuff mark in the animation. But that really heavily implies that Camille's mom does explode in space and he does uh-huh. witness it. And so that and be- tried to hold her, tried to grab her. And so that beautiful like spray of glass that we saw, yeah, that wasn't just glass. Mm-mm. Oh man. Yep. So yeah, Camille, I'm gonna go ahead and put one down in the PTSD column. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead. Look at that. Two Gundam Pro tags in the bad PTSD column. Oh, buddy. Mm. And I doubt Amaro's done with his therapy, so. We're gonna I, I, be I, I... here a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's rough. Um, and then something worse happens. <laughs> yeah, this is the. <sighs> I hate this man. I know we're supposed to hate this man, but I can't stress enough. I already have opinions about dads. And <laughs> this isn't helping. Yeah. So Camille gets out. Emma goes and investigates the hand and sees his dad. Franklin is like, Camille? What? What are you doing what's here? And what's happening? And yeah. Camille says, they fucking killed mom. They fucking killed my mom in front of me. Uh, you and my mom were hostages of what you I... fucking idiot. What, yeah, of what I consider to be now an enemy force. Oh, and also, you should be happy about this, because I also know about your mistress, you piece of garbage. Camille then laughs in his fucking face. In yeah. his dad's face. Which, holy shit. Uh, he hits him. 
Yes, Franklin responds the only way he knows how. Violence. The, I fucking hate this man. A backhand, yeah. Franklin, big piece of shit. Uh, Just the worst. And like, It gets worse. To, like, somehow this isn't the worst fucking thing he does this, this episode. <laughs> I really want, like... I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna quiet down, but I want you to pause the episode at home. Take, like, ten seconds. Just really absorb that. That's not the worst thing Franklin does this episode. I, I hate, I hate this man. Yeah. There's an argument, and Franklin leaves, and Basque is like, <laughs> Yeah. He just twirls his, twirls, twirls his goggles. His goggles. Uh, <laughs> it, I... This argument is very public, everyone sees. This is important, mm -hmm. and a Chekhov's gun. Yep. So, Camille and Emma... First of all, a couple of soldiers come up, and Camille is like, Get the fuck away from me! I pilot... The fucking end each and every one of you! <laughs> I stole this suit! I can walk to the brig! Uh... To which they're like, he, he refers to every time he talks to them. I think maybe it's just one, but maybe it's the only time he refers to them. He just straight up calls, says, "Get away from me, you fucking murderers!" He does call them murderers. Yeah. Uh, and then a scene that apparently is very different depending what language you watch it in. <laughs> Because it, it may not have been, I don't know what happened here, but I definitely did not catch the thing you caught. Interesting. So Camille gets taken out of the hangar bay and Jared is waiting in the hallway. Mm -hmm. uh, they have an art. Of course, they get into an argument. Jared is weirdly taunty about maybe killing this guy's mom. And for the record, at this stage, he understands what he might have done. Like, he knows. I don't think he believes it yet, he doesn't, but yeah. He does understand that someone might have died, and he seems to not care. Instead, very determined to taunt the 16-year-old that decked him two days ago, that he and, killed and nearly his bashed mom. in his mech's head. Yeah. That, and he's taunting him that he killed his mom. Basically, everyone's the fucking worst. Emma's the only good character in this show, and I hope she I hope she wins. Yes. Now, Camille responds immediately by making a movement like he is about to punch so fucking hard through the center of Jared's chest that his hand will be on the other side of the spinal column, holding his yes. still-beating heart. Yep. Uh, Emma stops him. Uh, the force of the impact blows Jared 3,000 feet back. No. Uh, Camille calms down for a second and then says, approximately, uh, and I, this isn't my paraphrase first, this is first like a actual paraphrase, if you're just going to take orders from people above you without questioning them, that's fine. But my argument isn't with you, then. It's with someone who can make a choice. Which, if you're me, and translates into, okay, if you want to live like a dog, then you can die like a dog, Jared. I have no interest in murdering dogs. I have a man to kill. And then he fucking about faces and leaves. 
Okay, this explains a lot, because I was taking your paraphrase as a paraphrase of the actual show. No, no, it wasn't, that was not a one-to-one. Spiritually, he is like, die like a fucking dog. He doesn't say dog, but like, the implication is very much, you're not a man, because you're not making a choice. You are a beast who only listens. Uh, After this interaction, Emma is like, yeah, what the fuck, Jared? <laughs> yeah, she straight up is like, hey, you want to maybe act like an officer of the Titans and not try to beat up an already imprisoned child whose mother you just murdered in front of him. And then we cut to commercial. Cha! Yeah! We got, uh, we don't have a whole lot of, we don't have a whole lot of things in the middle. Uh, we had some chas. But they're, they're like leftover chaws from a million years ago because no one knows how fast we're recording now. That's, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I've already picked all the good ones out of that bunch, so oh. this is going to be a short one. Cool. Um, so all we have right now is uh, a new five-star iTunes review from Jortford. Is that, is that a town in, like, south of Ipswich that... Uh... Everywhere we're, every, that's where jorts were yeah, invented yeah that's where jorts were invented the jort <laughs> jortford <Jordford>, connecticut <laughs> uh, in, in the title of this five-star review is in the middle of a podcast ramba Rall forgot to fight and i feel like i should get this reference because ramba Rall has existed and then died and i'm still because i'm bad at existing i don't get this i don't remember anything I've done in the last year. I woke up okay. yesterday. Uh, I've had no memory of anything I've been doing for 365 days. Uh, my my favorite thing about this is apparently Jortford at the at, at their job at the Jort Factory uh, listens to our show, which is a d- dangerous. You should not do this. <laughs> also, it's not. It won't be out yet at this point. But stay tuned uh, because there's a crossover episode of Playtest coming up uh, where we did we did mechs, but in the Cowboy Bebop style world. And and Fuzzy and one of our listeners, D, and two of my mech friends uh, were on that. Cha. We come back to Basque talking to Emma. Basque makes a very calculated, calculated, calculated play here. And gives Emma the big pants in the next operation. But Mm -hmm. it's got a very clear message of, if you take issue with my work, I'd like to see you do better. Uh Uh-huh. So, he gives Emma the reins. Yeah. And tells her to dig her own grave, essentially. (laughs) So, this is is one of the points where, and I'm still not 100%. No, I, I guess I am 100% certain that Basque did not expect this because of how he reacts a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is a dumb fucking move, Basque! Well, what's, re- what's interesting to me is this is, again, very telling of who these people are, right? Basque, given everything we've seen of him, is very used to just having things go his way. Yeah. Because he is... I mean, him and his lackeys did beat the shit out of a commanding officer with no repercussions. Not just a commanding officer. Like... A war hero. A war hero! A war hero so heroic, the station you are on is named after him. 
Uh, someone has tweeted at us saying that it's not actually named after Brian. Then but... fuck this show. Why is it called <laughs> Green Noah 2? Are you telling me there's a bunch of fucks named Noah with green hair that are noteworthy? Does he come from a long line of green Noahs who are war heroes? I have more questions. How far so, back can I trace the green Noah line to famous war heroes who deserve to have shit named after them? This is at the point I would like to remind everybody that Fuzzy and I are the official Gundam historians, and we aren't wrong <laughs> about anything. That's true. So, we are... I'm merely <laughs> reporting the facts as I receive them. <laughs> so as far as mobile food fa- mobile food f- 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 as no, far as mobile food fa- <laughs> God damn it, go back yourself. So, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Jared volunteers for the fucking mission. Uh, uh, and Bass tells him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, uh, real quick, I want to finish my thought about uh Basque's character with this. Oh, okay, sorry. He's so like sure of himself in this moment and in general that very much this scene does read to me as i'm gonna give you the shovel and dig your own grave because if you fuck this up i'm going to bury you in it Hmm. and i think emma recognizes that and in the and this is the moment she decides fuck this actually um, in particular because she then also gets all three Gundams at her discretion. Yeah. All, all the Mark IIs are going to be sent on this mission. Yes. So Basque hands her the whole fucking shovel. And it, in, to me at least, she reads the situation and goes, Oh, this is a bully. This is a big bully shithead who's not a good person, and I'm on the wrong side. Yep. And he's trying to make me fuck up to so he can reprimand me. Uh-huh. Fuck this! So she takes the whole shovel, and she gets to fucking digging. Um, yep. So she, uh, we cut away from, uh, from Bass being like, you gotta ask Emma, and then He's like, Emma, can I go on the moon? Yeah, and then it hard cuts too, so we don't <laughs> yeah. get a response uh, for the we, record. We can the, res- guess. the response is, fuck no, get out of my face, you blonde bitch. Uh, you piece of shit. You fucking. Because if I remember, like, the first time we saw Emma, it was Jared having just crashed a Mark II, uh-huh. and her being like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. You fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. never like Jared. No, which, hell yeah. Yeah, um, so we see Quattro being like, oh, I think Emma's coming soon. Uh, Captain <laughs> agrees. Yeah. Uh, we then cut over to Emma, who, uh-huh. she's, she's got the sunshade now. Like, we know it's Emma. This is, yeah. Actually, excuse me. We're not immediately sure who it is, because they've got the sunshade down and everything. Yeah. But we see a Titans figure walk up to another Titans guy guarding the brig and just deck him. And then we Fuck go- him up. Yeah, one punch. One punch! Uh, this whole scene, this, actually the entire rest of this episode, but the, these, these two scenes here, this scene specifically is, I, like, I know everything I need to know about Emma, and also I love her, and she's my favorite forever. Uh, 
Yeah, actually. So, uh, cause, cause she, so she breaks in. She's like, "Hey, fucker, dipshit, Blondie McFuckface." Uh, we'll talking you. to Franklin. Um, is she's like, "Hey, do you know how to fucking pilot a Mark II?" And he's like, "Well, I designed them." I, I made and them. She's like, "You're, yeah." He's like, "Good, you're coming with me." And he's like, okay. "And what if I don't want to?" And she's like, "She doesn't answer him. She just goes and gets her fucking daring dress, like shows him her daring dress on her." She hip, just her draws face. a gun. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "I'll fucking kill you." See, in yours, you say uh, she's gonna kidnap him, but I, I read that as she might just fucking murder. him kill him and move on yeah. I, 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 well, I can't i definitely read it more as like i'm perfectly willing to just knock you out <laughs> and carry you uh, which we oh god oh, that just reminded me of the next thing she does that i love so much yeah but we have to get there uh it's very awkward you immediately get the impression that franklin is not uh a hundred percent here yeah and is gonna be a piece he's gonna franklin this shit up he's gonna franklin this shit real bad which I legitimately, as a man-to-man, Chris, I Mm. cannot look you in the face and go, yeah, if someone killed my significant other, I might still work for them. Yeah, but Uh, we always say you never know what you're gonna, like, what you would do in a situation. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty- I've run the simulations. I'm pretty sure that in Franklin's position at this point- I would be, like, if, if fucking Emma had not come and broke me out, like, she would have found me, like, rigging Gnaw- up a garret to murder my guard, you Yeah, know? yeah, just gnawing on the bars, trying to break through them. Uh, uh, yeah, Franklin, hey. Franklin's, I fucking hate this man. Yeah. Uh, we get to Camille, who is chewing his nails. Which, I love that opens. that's his nervous tick, and yeah. I love that we see it over and over again. Wait, is it here, or was it in Franklin's one, where all we see is the, dude's a, face a guard with a broken tooth? Yeah, <laughs> that, it's this one. Like, it's literally, the shot stays on Camille biting his nails, and, and all of a sudden- body flips back. The door opens, and a dude comes in, having just- so goddamn much. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> one punch. Because the door opens, so she had to have already knocked that guy out, opened the door, and just chucked him in. <laughs> I'm imagining, honestly, she hit him, and he was already flying, and so she just opened the door, so he kept on going. <laughs> Gotta hide the evidence. Yeah, so she can just then get Camille out and close the door again, and it's like, fine, donezo. Uh... Oh, he also, uh, oh, that's in a second. So Camille is like, uh, what? <laughs> Emma's like, we're, we're fucking breaking the shit we're out of here. getting the fuck out of here, come on. He's pretty <laughs> doobie. Like, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, all right, yeah, fucking let's go. Let's fucking go. You seem like a good person, so yeah, I'm willing to believe you. Then he steps out the door. And Emma, like, at, sees his dad. Well, first, Emma tries to grab his shoulder and lead him. And he, like... Which we know Camille fucking hates. He, it's immediate. Just takes his arm back and goes, Don't I, fucking touch me. I can walk on my own, thanks. Camille hates being hates being led anywhere. Now, and it, it's funny, because she... In Japanese, there's multiple ways of saying I'm sorry as a concept. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, there's sumimasen, which is excuse me, comparatively. And then there's gomen nasai, is... I butchered that. It, that was real Texan in pronunciation, excuse me. Uh, 
Gomen Nasai is I'm I'm legitimately sorry. She says yeah. Gomen, which is the short version of like, oh, I'm actually sorry, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I fucked up. I understand. And they move on. But yeah. it's very funny to me. She like legit apologizes. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually sorry. Camille then sees his dad and goes, "Why the fuck are you bringing this asshole along?" <laughs> and I was like, "A, that's your dad, and B, <laughs> because <laughs> he's useful." And he has a lot of information. <laughs> Camille is like, all right. Uh, just, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here comes here comes one of my favorite bits. So they, they, they tell Camille, like, we gotta go get y'all suited up. Yep. And they go, they, like, pretend to be prisoners when you get there. And she opens the door, and the two pilots are like, hey, what's going on here? And she's like, I don't know, surprise orders. And she pushes Camille, who's apparently by, like, his pretend to be a prisoner is pretend to be asleep. Yeah, I I mean, it is zero gravity, so, like, you can just sedate a prisoner and and fucking... Drag him around. Yeah, it's easy peasy. Uh, So halfway, halfway through the floaty bits... Camille, quote unquote, wakes up. The song and unleashes the goddamn beast on this man. So first of all, the song like he drifts real close, and once he's in arm's reach, the song immediately changes to ass kicking tunes. Uh-huh. Camille plants both feet and just delivers a right cross straight to this dude's fucking jawline. We see blood. I think if I remember correctly, yeah. like he breaks something. He... Camille hits like a fucking freight train. I would like to remind you, this is the boy with a resume. Yeah. The, the third thing uh, we know about Camille... Excuse me. The first thing we know about Camille is that he knows judo. That's the yeah. number one. The, <laughs> the num- first thing we learn. The number two is he does not like it. And the number three is the rest of his resume. And here's... My favorite thing happens. Uh, so Camille, Camille definitely is the an unmitigated badass in the scene. We see him just fucking schooling these nerds. School but this man to death. We see, we see Emma. Emma's reaction. How Emma takes the person out is fuck, fuck punching someone with your actual goddamn hands. That might hurt you. I have a piece of metal in the shape of a she gun that just, just bad pistol whip a man. <laughs> she just pistol whips the fucker. Immediately. <laughs> I Emma is my hero. Same. Just <laughs> just pistol whips him. Just, and he goes down immediately. Yeah. Also, Jared uh, uh, not Jared. Franklin is like, what the fuck? Yeah, because we see Franklin and we see what Franklin is watching. Franklin is watching Camille just Street Fighter over in the distance. Yeah. Just like Camille Shoryokin's a man and Franklin's like, oh fuck that guy. Fuck Franklin. Didn't he also Hashtag slap Camille Franklin. earlier? Didn't that yeah. happen? We skipped over yeah. it, but also No, we didn't. He hit him. Yeah, also when Camille is like you're you've got a mistress and I also know and her name is Margarita. Also, how bad do you have to be where your wife and kid know? You're... Uh, well, hey, look, he obviously does not give a fuck about other people. I imagine he didn't even try to hide it that much. He either didn't care if they found out, or just assumed no one would ever question him. That's even worse, especially given the next I scene we see this him in. man! <laughs> or, excuse me, uh, earlier, we missed this scene, actually. Uh, we skipped a little bit. When Franklin 
just after the break or just before the brig scene franklin goes back up to the bridge and Basque uh, threatens him, where if he doesn't comply, he's going to tell absolutely the fuck everyone about the fact he has a mistress, and mm. totally just let his wife and kid get taken prisoner slash die. Yep. Do you really want everyone to know that, Franklin? And yep. then it's got, like, shots of everyone on the bridge of the Nega Argama looking around at Franklin. Like, yeah, we all fucking heard that. Yeah. So um, he does care, but only in but relation only to himself yeah. and his reputation. Uh, I think I think he, the only reason he cares in this instance is the fact that him having a mistress would make him look culpable in the murder of his wife and child. That too. Um. So they the Camille complains that like, no, he doesn't complain that's not fair camille asks if he can have his old suit back and emma's like no Are you, <laughs> you to, no. You, you're getting a disguise you shit <laughs> so they get into disguise uh, uh-huh. and camille just also ignores his dad like er, like his dad asks him questions twice and camille just doesn't answer just wholesale mm-hmm. like no which god damn dude we the three of them proceed to mosey towards the hangar bay, and they encounter Jared. Now, both Camille and Dad have the sunshade down, so you can't see their face, and Emma is pretty, like, we're focused, and then ignore Jared. Uh, she has a couple of words with him, but Jared is very confused why no one's really talking to him, and also why Kakarikon is not talking to him either, Kakarikon being uh, who Franklin should be. Emma, uh, Jared also kind of has a realization at this stage and goes, oh. Runs the fuck away. Yeah, he runs to the, like, command center of the, uh, (laughs) hangar. Emma repeatedly says, hey, if y'all don't open this fucking door, I'm blowing it it apart. (laughs) I'm gonna blow it up. And, and like, they don't do anything, so she's like, all right, and just starts shooting things. Uh, we cut to Basque, who was walking down a hallway, and... Everything shakes, his hat goes sideways. His hat goes sideways, and his glasses go a little askew, and it's a very funnily human... This is the only funny thing that happens all episode. <laughs> yeah, this is the... This is the only actual joke in this entire episode. I'm not kidding. This is no. the only joke the show makes. Holy uh, shit. This uh, is 24 straight minutes of depression yeah. with one fi- joke in the middle. <laughs> so he fixes his joke hat, which is very funny because yeah. he's like, of course he gives a fuck about that. Yeah. It's a dumb hat. It's such a dumb hat. It's, such, it, it's so small given the rest of him. <laughs> Giant fucking head. <laughs> Finally, Emma is like, and, like, are y'all fucking taking me seriously now? And I'm about to shoot this fucking door off. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, all right. <laughs> Hit the button. The hatch opens. Uh, uh, Basque gets to the bridge and goes, what the, what the actual fuck? Is fuck? <laughs> he is informed of what is happening and is not a fan. No. Uh, Emma... Bales, Franklin follows, Camille takes a second, almost trips and stumbles into a Isaac, which 
they don't play for jokes, but is very funny to me because he like starts going, but is straight up going to like run into this Isaac in front of him and ask like, oh, no, my bad. Shimmies across. It's not played for a joke. It should have been. Mm. Missed opportunity. You've gained many points, Tomino Sensei, but then you lost many Mm. and missed opportunity. Uh... Beth, he's like, well, this is treason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's clear at this point that this is not a long game plan on Basque and Emma's part. Emma's yeah. actually breaking them out. Yeah. Yay. Uh, uh, Franklin almost gets taken out. Franklin almost which, gets blown. Missed opportunity number two. <laughs> Kill that fucker with laser. Just... Oh. <laughs> It, I do, I am curious, like, how this would have changed uh, Camille's arc, because, especially given the next time on we get at the end of this episode. Yeah. I'm, uh, it, it'd be interesting to see Camille get a second, a second parent death directly copable to the Titans. Uh, that, that would have intrigued me, but we don't get that. Uh... Franklin literally, like, gets grazed by this huge fucking cannon beam and, uh, complains because he's a punk ass. Lila launches with the Gabaldis. Camille, uh, knows that the Gabaldis will catch up and Franklin's like, I can't pilot this at full speed because I'm a punk ass. Just immediately being an albatross. Like, trying to fucking get them caught. Just immediately. Camille... Uh, notices the Gabaldis are closing in, Franklin bitches, Emma's like, we have to go at your dad's speed, and Camille is like, we're gonna get caught! So We can't! Yeah. <laughs> Leave the old man behind, he's worthless! He is a worthless piece of garb! Uh, Camille about faces and starts just kind of shooting, you know, like yeah. our last Gundam protag. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also hates his dad. Uh, Lila opens fire as well. Uh, Camille returns, misses, and he gets a little new type wave. Emma then comes up behind him and is like, hey, don't don't blow your whole ammo load right off. You only have so many shots. He's very whiny. He's like, why can't why is she so fast or why can't I hit her? Now, to be fair, this is his second combat experience. I'm willing. He's going to complain again in a second. (laughs) He's a very complaining child. To be fair. I'm yeah. gonna give him this one. Yeah. I think he gets a pass today. But 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 Emma is like, hey, we had this war hero that used to do this all the fucking time until he learned not to, so please learn learn Amaro's lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep your bullets. Yes. So he doesn't We don't have room for ammo mines on the arc. We don't have room. We can, we had to scrap it, man. <laughs> the Nega Argama does have ammo mines, however. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh so, the captain, meanwhile, gets word of the radar blips from the Gundams. Blex uh, goes, hey, Quattro, get in your fucking car. Uh, or mech, excuse me. He does. Car mech. Uh, back at the fight, Franklin is very scared. Uh, Camille tells his dad to please fucking shoot the gun. You piece of shit. You said you knew how to do this, dad. Uh, Franklin shoots the gun 
Mm. Uh, but the wrong one. He shoots the head Vulcans and does not use the beam rifle. Yeah, he specifically says, I'll use the head Vulcans. Yeah. Yeah, we know what you're fucking doing. We know you're you're fucking throwing this game, you fucking piece of shit. This is what I mean. This is what I was talking about, like, uh, and it, this isn't the end of it. He continues to be a piece of shit at the very end, too. But this is what I mean, like, slapping his son wasn't the worst thing he does um, this episode. Because that could have been, like, a, like a fucked up reaction he had. Uh-huh. This is, so, so his wife has just been murdered. Mm-hmm. He hits his child mm-hmm. because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after he's had time to reflect on this, his child and, and Emma break him out of, of captivity because that's what he is. He's a prisoner right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, his decision is to try to get his child captured again by being slow and refusing to fight. And, like, actively helping the people who just killed his wife capture his son. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to give this, uh, this month's, this April's, uh, Mobile Suit Fandom Bad Dad Award (laughs) to Franklin B. Don. He's the fucking worst of him. What a piece of garbage. I hate him. (laughs) Um, so... All dads are bad. I say this as a dad. All dads. They're terrible. Don't uh, trust them. Don't. Just don't trust them. Uh, they're like cops. Don't trust Don't trust cops or dads. Question. <laughs> Especially don't trust dad cops. Especially don't trust dad cops. Uh, I'm now thinking about the one guy I know whose dad was a, a cop, an actual cop. He used to be my friend. When I was smaller. And then you found out his dad was a cop and you're like... No, I was, I, I was small, dark, so I still thought cops were good. Uh, yeah, I hadn't... I, puberty makes you realize that cops are bad. Uh, yeah. And if it didn't... Foolish. So... <laughs> excuse me. Uh, Camille is here to kill people. And he... Let's Lila get away because he runs out of ammo. Yeah, Lila... Lila is also like, man, this shit's kind of fucked. Yeah. Also, there's Deus is coming. (laughs) Fuck this, actually. Yeah. So this leads me to two things. One, Lila is not invested in this situation. (laughs) Well, once again. I think no one's telling Lila shit. No, Lila doesn't know what's happening. Lila is a rank and file. She is a good rank and file soldier, but like. Imagine the... Remember the guys on Luna 2 after White uh, Base got there? Mm-hmm. They were, they're schmucks. They're just normal people. They're normal soldiers. <laughs> yep. This is literally... It's Luna 2 again. I just fucking realized that the first place we go is a colony than Luna 2 again. Mm-hmm. Fucking Tomino, you sassy. <laughs> fucking come uh, at me with this shit. <laughs> so... Lila, Lila fucks off. Lila fucks off immediately. She's like, also, this is the second question I have is, do we know who are in the Black Rick Diaz's? We do know, I forget. Have we seen them out of their mechs? I mean, yes. Because we know their we names. We have seen them out of their mechs. We have seen them called uh, names in front of us. I'm Googling Rick Diaz because I'm determined to find out their names. Uh, give me... Mere moments. Known pilots. Come on. Uh, here we go. Known pilots. Quattro Bagina, Apolly Ray, and Roberto. Uh, Apolly okay. Bay, excuse me. 
Those are the names. Yes. yes. Apolly. I think it's Apolly. Yes. Um, Apolly, who is this fella? And. Uh, okay. And Roberto, who is this. Apolly's got a cool, like a, a good nose. I like the nose yeah, on Apolly. Yeah, both of them have uh, good character designs, actually. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, you, you have uh, some feelings about Roberto, huh? He's got the bad mustache! That's not a bad mustache! All mustaches are bad mustaches except for Brombos. Do n- You will not come into my place of business. I fucking will. If you have a mustache, grow out the rest of your goddamn beard or shave it off. The mustache is a valid <laughs> facial format. The mustache Do- is a crime against humanity I will- needs to be a red. I will not have the mustache begrudged on my program. Absolutely. That, the mustache has been carried many generations of pride. Also, Gomez Adams has a mustache. Fucking, Gomez Adams. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. Gomez overcomes the the handicap that is his mustache, is mustache. and it's still great it, it's not he's not great because of his mustache now i will maintain the mustache i believe is a multiplier to whatever else is going on so if you if you're not working with the best and you multiply a, a less than one number you will get a very small number you feel me <laughs> but mm. Mm. I, I think I I like Roberto's mm. look. <laughs> uh, no, Roberto does look. They, I, I, both of these guys, both of these lads, both both of these children, uh-huh. look great. And yes. I love them, and I'm glad. I'm glad they're they're Char's boyfriends. Oh man, they're. I, I'm gonna send you another picture. That's uh, it, it, it's. I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's like a page from New Type magazine or something. But it's got a profile shot of Apolli and like a semi side of Roberto. I really like yeah. that portrait of Roberto. Like yeah, that's a good, good portrait. portrait he's uh, he, he's wearing just wearing a t shirt under his uniform. Just a blue t shirt. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, into it. Right. So back into this. Yeah. Also, I think Roberto grows out his mustache over the course of the show. Am I okay? May, I might come back around on this if they take that much attention. If they give the if... mustache that much attention and it becomes its own character, I'm I'm okay. With it. <laughs> it becomes it in its own character. It pilots the you see, oh, oh, yep, I'm sorry. I found a spoiler in this. Uh, Roberto dies in four episodes, and his mustache actually oh. takes over piloting. <laughs> piloting I'm, I'm okay with this. Uh, I mean, eventually we'll get a horse that pilots a mech, so I'm fine with a mustache mech. <laughs> right. Um, All right. The one uh, thing... <laughs> interesting, interesting. There... I I did get a little bit of a spoiler on here in that there is apparently a prequel manga of Char's life that details some uh, missing parts. Uh, that's an interesting fact to just learn as a concept. Yeah. Uh, we get back to uh, the Argama, uh, and Quattro is like, welcome back, Camille. Uh, hey, well, it, it is interesting to me that Quattro immediately is like, Camille. I need to check on the boy child. The lad. And he my, does. My new son. And, and, and it seems like Camille isn't 
Camille and Quattro seem to immediately hit another, like, beat of understanding. Of... It, this scene just reads to me as two dudes wordlessly understanding something. Of, like, Quattro's down here to check on the kid. Mm-hmm. The kid does understand that and feels checked on. They don't mm-hmm. talk about it a lot, and Camille is quick to brush it off, but he does briefly address it here, which is good writing. I like yeah. that shit. Also, we, we find out something very important, and that's that they do store the mobile suits under the hangar deck. Mm-hmm. Like, there is, it is multi-tiered, so they do have a deeper garage that they can just bring the mobile suit down and then push it back. So I'm imagining it's kind of like a, uh, you know, those big uh, artifact drawers that they keep in universities and libraries that are on, like, big tracks, <laughs> where it's, like, just a big fucking frame with shelves yeah. on it that can move side to side. That! They got that, but for Gundams. Yeah. Dank. Uh, uh so Quattro is like, uh, what's up, Emma? How are you? Can we trust you? And Emma says something to the effect of, uh, look, I nothing has changed with me. I always follow what I, I always do what I think is right. And when presented with new information that changes what is right, I will change my behavior to match. Uh, which I I was like, fuck yes. That's Yeah. <laughs> Emma. Damn! Fuck yes, Emma! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> right? Like, Dude. what? I love this interaction, because not only does she do that, Camille and Quattro listen to this, and Quattro goes, I understand what you mean, but you also understand I don't totally trust you yet, right? And she says, absolutely, I get it. Yeah, because I, I guarantee you she doesn't fucking trust anybody here. <laughs> yeah! And then Camille <laughs> C- Camille looks at her and says, calls her a good person. And all, yeah. I would like to note, in Japanese, he literally says, Ihitoda. Good person. Literally yeah. <laughs> good at people. Uh, High praise. Which I feel, I feel like Camille, it's another show of like, Camille is still kind of a kid and, and operates in that very much, that, bi- that good, bad binary. A little bit. Um, and, and maybe has, I, I feel like maybe he should, he, he, like the, the uh, Emma and Quattro are both like fucking adults who are like, there's nuance to all this. And feels like, you're a good person. I like you. Now that said, he, it is interesting that Camille's not wrong here. No, he's not wrong. And that he is like, it, it may be an oversimplification, but he is right about Emma. Uh, mm. And I think even Quattro gets that, and despite the fact that he's wearing his sunglasses, just like the mask, we only get so much information out of him, right? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm fixing this so that we, we outro on the outro. Smart. Uh, <laughs> but rem- and whatever. So, <coughs> God, it hurts. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Franklin, meanwhile, has apparently gotten out of the Gundam and is currently giving the Rick Diaz fuck-me eyes? Yeah, he's just fondling the, the shin guard of the Rick Diaz. Of Char's, or Quattro's yeah. Rick Diaz. I'm gonna do that so many fucking times. Char-quo. Char-tro. 
Quattro. Quattro. As Gina. As Gina. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, so, Camille, naturally, uh, does the reasonable thing, and is like, what the fuck? We, we're traitors to our nation, and you're horny for a mech. The, in the English, he, all he says is typical. You only ever think of yourself. He says the same thing in Japanese. Uh, okay. Like, word for word, actually. Oh, what an asshole. The Argama drifts off into the starry night. End of episode. End of episode. <laughs> Next time on Mobile Suit Phantom, Franklin oh. is a punk bitch. I think oh. Dad is gonna die. Oh. So, hey, Camille's gonna be our first full tilt orphan protag! The three kids are not protagonists. They are... Correction! Oh? I count Sayla as a protagonist. That is very fair. Our second full tilt orphan (laughs) protagonist. Sayla might technically count as a supporting cast member for it. No. But, yeah, no, she gets a lot of screen time. She had a full-ass arc. She does have a full-ass arc, and then she doesn't die at the end of it. So, you know what? You're right. She is a protagonist, not a deuteragonist. 0079 had two protagonists. Anyway... Next time, Franklin steals a Deus and fucks everything up because on Mobile Suit Fandom Zeta, it's father and son. You will see the tears of time. Oh, oh I, I can't, can't help, help believing you. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode 49 of Mobile Suit Fandom. If you want to yell about how either of us are garbage or that you like what we do, you can find us on Twitter with at MobileSuitPod. Become a patron at patreon.com slash MobileSuitFandom or you can email us at mobilesuitfandom at gmail.com. Also, if you are new to Gundam as a whole and really want to give it a try, check out the official Gundam YouTube channel, Gundam Info. They have a bunch of shows legally for free. Until next time, mech fans, remember, save your fists. Pistol whip a fucker. <laughs>